0: Hey everyone, it is Valentine's week and it is a special session that we are talking about. It's how to create deep relationships. Marissa, are you ready for this?
1: Yes, I'm super excited.
0: Mm, Are you sure?
1: I'm really excited. (laughs) I love deep relationships, let's go.
0: (laughs) Let's make it happen. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today and how specifically to use the uh, full focus system to create deep relationships. So let's jump into it.
1: Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Marissa, and I'm here with Ken.
0: Hey, How's it going? It's going great. Happy Monday.
1: Happy Monday. Yeah. It is Valentine's Day week. The real question is, do you guys have plans? Have you, have you made plans?
2: Let us uh, not bring that up well, right now in this moment. Well, Ken, as a happily married man yourself, like myself, we do record these ahead of time and yep. for sure. Yeah. We have plans. Yeah. I mean For sure. Okay. Right now, as of recording this date, we have plans. We're so prepared. Okay. We are so, we are beyond
0: yeah. <laughs> prepared. I'm like two years out. I'm like two years yeah, out. I'm already thinking about twenty twenty
2: six. That's right. So that's your tip number one. Yeah. Yeah, tip yeah. number one.
1: <laughs> tip Plan. number one. Two years ahead. Of, this is your reminder. If you've forgotten. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ken. So before we dive into the content, let's start with why we're even talking about this, because I think it could be a little, you know, whiplash going, wait, what, why are we talking about relationships when we typically talk about, you know, goal achievement and productivity? How does this tie into it?
0: Yeah. Well, we have to remember the why, like, why are we trying to achieve our goals? Why are we trying to be productive? And it's because we want to achieve the double win, right? Which is to win our work and succeed at life. So this particular topic is focused on that succeeding at life. And life is all is not just one aspect, right? One life do, uh one life domain. We have nine domains that we like to think about. Three of them that we regularly talk about is family, love, and community. Right. Your family is your, your internal family and then your extended family. Your love could be your partner or your spouse. And then community is like just the relationships that you have built with your friends or within the uh, neighborhood that you live in. So when you think about like, if you were to be more productive and had more time in life now, what would you do with that? Like, what would you end up creating and how would you end up developing those relationships? Because if, quite frankly, if you have shallow friendships, you would never feel like you belong anywhere. And relationships, whether it's with your spouse or with your friends, show you that you belong and feel accepted in a community is something that makes us and gives us value, which is why I think we're going to talk about that today.
1: Totally. Well, I think that I I don't know if you have ever read or watched, uh, there's a docuseries based on the book, The Blue Zones. I can't remember the exact fact, so we'll need a fact check on this. But it's something like having um, a deep community extends your life by like seven years or something as well. So there's more here than just like, this is going to bring you meaning now. It's actually proven that having deep community, deep relationships actually extends your life, which is pretty incredible. So I'm excited to dive in. So let's give us the first uh, point here.
0: Yeah. The first thing that we got to do is assess the current status of your relationships. Like, most people don't actually ever take stock of where they're at. And th- quite frankly, this is what ends up happening with some uh, some married couples, right, that they don't ever assess it. And then they w- so one of the partners wants a divorce, and the other partner is, like, shell-shocked. They're like, what What happened? I thought everything was going great. And it's like, no, you actually never stop to look at it and be like, hey, is everything going well? Yeah. Right? So uh, I think a great way to assess this is uh, our life score assessment we we do it on all nine life domains but specifically you could look at the family love and community aspect of it and just be like where am i uh, another way to do it is just start asking questions like and and this is the way i like to do it if you were to ask my spouse how we were doing what would what would she say right so now i'm think, specifically talking about our the love life domain if i were to ask her or you were to ask her marissa or nick like mm-hmm. hey what where are you at scale of one to ten in your relationship, where is it at? you going to be like, it's a seven, it's an eight, okay? Then the other two questions that I'd love to ask is like, what do you think he's doing great? Uh, and then what do you think he could be doing better? Yeah. And every time I think about those questions, uh, I had a mentor of mine who was like, always make sure you ask your wife these questions. I'm like, I'll ask the first two. The last one's a little hard to ask. <laughs> Right, like what can you be doing better? It's like, man, I'm about to get a whole list of fifty different things that I'm gonna have to do.
1: You know, I heard. Um, I think it was, gosh, I'm trying to remember. I, I want to say this was from Jack Canfield, but I need to. I'll need to look at my notes on my phone to confirm this. But he had a couple of similar questions like this, and one of them was essentially rate our relationship on a scale of one. And you could do this in a business relationship. You could do this in a a romantic relationship, within a friendship. I mean, this goes in every kind of relationship. But you ask on a scale of one to 10, rate it. And then you ask the question, what would make it a 10? And so it's not about like what's necessarily there's a thousand things that it could be. It's just like what would take it to the next level to make it feel like a full 10? And I think that's such a great question um, to ask. I love those questions that you would ask. Um, As a single person, I would like to speak specifically to this idea of assessing your current relationships. And I think it can feel really um, discouraging. First of all, we have built our life score to now where you don't have to answer the questions about love if you're single. I would like to say that I have put in the request with our product team to get that more built out so that if you aren't in a relationship but you want to be, that there will be a set of questions to help you kind of figure that out so that it's not like you just either have it or you don't. Because I'm in the same boat, right? Like I, I am not in a relationship currently, would like to be in one. Um, but what I do is similar. I like to think through what is the current status of my relationship, which is I don't have one. What would I want? Which kind of brings us to the next point, uh, which is to get a clear vision of what you want for your relationships to look like. And this is where if you aren't in a relationship or let's say in your friendships, you don't have deep, meaningful friendships, it's really important to get clear on what you do want. So answer that question for yourself of what would make this a 10 for me? And then answer that. How do you think about going about creating your vision for your relationships?
0: Yeah. So I, you know, there's obviously my, my spouse, but I'll talk about my current state. So I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable today on the podcast is that like my wife and I just moved, right? About a year ago to, to Tennessee. Uh, and we're starting from scratch. I have, uh, one close friend or two really close friends who live here, but they live about 30 minutes away and we all have four or five kids. So we could only see each other maybe once a month, which poses a little bit of problem for an extrovert who loves hanging out with people. Right. I'm like, man, I, I want deep relationships. So I'm asking myself the question now, like, now that I'm starting from scratch in a new community, like, who are the five men that I would want to live life with that I, and this is kind of like the checkbox that I ask myself, that number one, I could just call at like two in the morning if stuff is going down in my life, right? Whether it's my family or my personal life, whatever's going on, like, I could call them, they're going to answer the phone and they're going to be there for me right uh they might drive to my house if we need to right uh when stuff hits the fan is like the way that's the nice way of saying it right when stuff hits the fan are these people going to be there for me the second one is like the people that i like if i have an hour free of lunch can i text them so that we could go grab a, bu- a bite to eat right like that we're like we're just hanging out with i and the the other one is because i have four kids i'm like could i trust these men that they could watch my kids right uh, many times, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, the 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 wife is going to watch the kids. Like, no, no, no. I want the men to be able to watch the kids. I want my kids to see other godly men around them that they'll be like, wow, these are the people that my father trust me trusts me with and that they love and they see other aspects of manhood. Those are the types of relationships I want, and I'm looking for. So, I when I say get clear of a vision, like you want to get as detailed and granular as possible of like what feelings do you does it come about? What kind of actual images do you see? Like what kind of people do you see in your life that you would want for your for your kids? Like those are all the types of things that I think. And then I'm like, all right, I gotta start looking for those people.
1: Well, I think that's so true, and I love how you're bringing in the emotional aspect too. Like it's not just like okay, what kind of qualities do I want in my friends? But it really is that what I feel supported, what I feel like I have somebody, you know, who has my back. And I think that those are all such great questions to ask. Like for me, you know, on the flip side of this, um, for a friend group, you know, it's really important to me to have women who I feel like I can just totally be 100% me with. I'm not trying to, you know, put on a great face and trying to appear a certain way, um, but that I know that, That group of women are the women that I can just say, hey, it's been a really, really hard day. You know, like I don't have to try to sugarcoat anything. I actually did an exercise based on what I want in a romantic relationship. Um, This was actually at the encouragement of my mom. This was years ago. She was telling me to write a list, which I think a lot of people do. You know, they write all these qualities that they want. I didn't feel like that went deep enough because it didn't hit on the emotional aspect of how I want that person to make me feel or or the, the emotions that I want them to ev- invoke in my life. And so I actually wrote a letter to – as if I was writing a letter to my best friend telling them about my future spouse and saying, like, I feel – like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for you to meet this guy. Let me tell you about him. And I'm talking about it with that same emotion that I would if it was happening in this moment. And I I haven't done this in a while. I may probably need to revisit this now. Um, but I used to read that on a weekly basis. Mm. And so keeping that top of mind, feeling those emotions, and really getting into that emotional state of what that would feel like to get to tell my best friend all about this incredible person, it – totally shifted my energy. Um, and so for those of you who are listening, whether it's your work relationships, your marital you know relationship, or your dating life, your friendships, your community within your neighborhood, write it out as deep and granular as you can and do not skimp on the emotional aspect. I think that's really key.
0: Which leads to the third thing, right? Is that once you get a clear vision, is like create a habit goal out of it. You know, like this is, and especially using the Smarter Framework, create a habit goal of like, what do you want to do with these with these people? So, like for me, uh, I I wrote, and this is actually came out of the Life Focus planning sessions that we did. Uh, one of them was that I would have five deep family relationships by the end of twenty twenty four. You know, since we moved here to Tennessee. So now, like, I got to reverse engineer that and work backwards, right? Well, how do I do that? Well, it's like once a week that we are connecting with those individuals, whoever five that we might create or ten, right? If you are... Uh, like me, right, besides those families, I might start pursuing other guys that I might know. So once a week or once every two weeks, actually, just because of my schedule, I'm just going to try to connect with a group of guys, whether from my church or from my gym or from uh, a Facebook group, whatever it is, like, hey, let's get together, let's grab a cup of coffee, let's go do something together, whatever it is, like, I'm going to be intentional. I got to put myself out there and make it a habitual routine that I am connecting with these individuals. I think the biggest thing here is making it intentional. Same thing with your spouse. If you're like, man, I want to create a deeper relationship, you might have a great relationship right now, but you want to go deeper. It's like, I know for some people, especially in the Facebook community, they're like, hey, I want to have a weekly date night with my spouse, right? That's your habit goal and you're keeping track of it and you're making sure that that's something on top priority. So you're you're checking it off on the list and you're planning for it and you're executing on it. That's what you need to do. If you just say, hey, I want deep relationships and don't do anything about it and you're not intentional, it's never gonna happen. So that's a big key thing that I wanna make sure people understand is that they need, 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 need to create a habit goal and stay consistent with it. Now, I would say that this might actually be something that lasts about two quarters or three quarters because of the time it takes. You know, If you're just meeting with someone once a week or maybe twice a week, you just need more time. It takes a lot longer to build a relationship than just in 90 days, right? Unless you're like, yeah. I'm going to live life with this person for the next 90 days.
1: Well, I think that this is really key and it's going to look different for the type of relationship yeah. that you're focusing on. So obviously in a marriage, you're going to focus on a you know weekly or biweekly date night, whatever works for your schedule. Um you know, if you're talking about friendships, this might be that you actually, your habit goal is to show up to a workout class every week or every day or whatever it is, because you know, that's going to be the place or a pottery class or whatever it might be, because that's the place that you're going to actually be surrounded by those people. Um, If you're single, uh, I get this question a lot. Actually, I'm, you know, tend to be kind of the single person's voice within our company. And I get a lot of questions of how do you create goals if you want to be in a relationship and you're not currently in one. And a great way that you can do this is actually by creating a habit goal around dating. I did this as a challenge to myself a couple of years ago where I took a summer and said for every week, um, I think I did eight weeks in a row or maybe it was 12. I can't remember exactly. Um, I did a different date every single week. And it was really hard and it pushed me. And um, and I don't know that I would r- really recommend it because it was very exhausting, but it really pushed myself out of my comfort zone. And like you're talking about, Ken, it made me really intentional with my dating life. Whereas it can be really easy in the context of relationships to feel kind of powerless, like, oh, this is you know, I'm frustrated that I'm still single, but I don't really know what to do about it. Or my bar- marriage isn't as deep and connected as I want, but I don't know what to do about it. Or I just moved to a new place and I don't have any friends. Where, where do I start? You know, but when you're intentional and you put a, a focus specifically on cultivating those relationships, it's pretty amazing what can happen. And I think just by creating your habit goal, um, that can help you actually be successful and increase your life score in those areas of your life.
0: Yeah. For for those of you who might let, you know, we're talking about different types of things, right? If you have a spouse, another habit goal that you might be thinking about if you want to grow your relationship is like, could you encourage your spouse for the next 30 or 60 days? Like every day writing a a note. Like I I remember my mentor, the same mentor I mentioned earlier, uh, his name is Heath. He would tell us or he challenged us for 30 days, just write an encouraging letter to your spouse. And it was actually the hardest thing for me. Like I, I love encouraging people, but to do it for 30 days in a row. And my wife yeah. loves specificity. Like she's like, be specific when you encourage me. And I'm like, uh, you're awesome. She's like, that's not good enough. Right. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> I just remember having to do it and build that muscle, you know? Uh, and then after a while, I just like automated it. It was great. Like I had them 30 days out. It was a, it was a fun test, but she loved it. She thrived.
1: What's cool about that is that it, Changes your focus to yeah. things that you're now having to notice about her that you love or that you appreciate or respect in her. And so, if that, if you feel like your relationship has felt disconnected, that could be a really great strategy for you. Even if your spouse is reluctant, that's a great way for you to just start doing something every day to invest in your relationship. Just tell them one thing each day that you appreciate about them. And that's pretty amazing.
0: The biggest thing is like, Sometimes it doesn't have to be anything big. It could be small, small things that can really move the needle to creating deep relationships.
1: Totally. Well, you probably know the benefits of a compound effect of small actions through daily habits. But the biggest question is, where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each life focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life. You'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener a Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. Okay, tell us our last point here.
0: So as you're creating a habit goal, the other thing that I also, also add is just create experiences together, right? Like it's super important that whoever you're trying to build these relationships with, that you're just doing something outside the norm that builds memories. I'll give you a great example. For the last 10 years, I have been hanging out with a group of friends that I've known, known from Texas that I've known 15 years uh for for 15 years now, but the last 10 years we would get together every 18 months and we work on becoming better men and better fathers. Like that's the whole goal of this retreat, right? And we do a bunch of things, but one one day out of the out of the retreat, we do an adventure Right, so sometimes we'll go uh, jet skiing. Other times we will go hiking. Uh, this time we went snowmobiling. Right, and it was awesome. But guess what? Like for me, if you would ask me what would I naturally do, I would never pick snowmobiling. Like that's not something that I would do. Right, but these individuals like they push me to do greater things, and we have great memories from it. And now we have ten years of memories together right that we're like oh man this is awesome uh, and and it's fa- fascinating so we get to talk and we start joking around and it feels like we've never left each other's side right no. now here's the deal those are great friends that we could get together every 18 months we as people still need people that we can live daily life with so this is where like I'm creating this goal of like having five deep relationships especially with men and I many of you know this but like I have a huge heart that men would grow up to be very godly men. And I think uh Nick found this statistic that I just wanted to share with everybody. It says that less than half of men report being satisfied with their friendships. And only about one in five said that they had received emotional support from a friend in the last week compared to with women, who is four in 10 women, according to a 2021 survey from the Survey Center on American Life. And I just find that fascinating because I'm like, men long for f- friendships. But many times when it comes to friendships, it's like, specifically for men, they need to be doing something together. They need to be building experiences with one another, right? Not just like, hey, let's go grab a bite tea. Like That's cool and everything, right? That's great. But you need more than that. Creating experiences is one way to do that. And uh, that's what I'm hoping for myself to do this next year.
1: Well, I think that this is really key across the board. I mean, I'd be interested to see Kind of an updated version of this survey because I've had so many conversations with women in the last month who are just saying, gosh, it feels so much harder to create deep, meaningful relationships post-COVID. It's like we went through this whole period of time where we were told being close with people was not safe. And regardless of how you feel about that or whatever, hearing that message over and over and over and over for an extended length of time, multiple years, we have been told that, it takes an effect on your subconscious where you go, can I get close to people? Is it safe? Can I? I've talked to so many people, myself included, who feel like they, before the pandemic, never had any kind of social anxiety, and then for whatever reason, that has kind of surfaced, After the pandemic and now we're all kind of starting to level out and go a little bit back, you know, to normal and we're trying to get out and create these relationships. And there's that fear that comes up and a great way to combat that is through these shared experiences. Um, One of the things that I've done is recently join a book club and it actually inspired me. I was invited into one. Uh, with some women that I don't know very well, but it was a great way for us to deepen those relationships. And you have the cadence of meeting every single month, which is awesome. You have the shared experience of the book. And then it inspired me actually to create my own book club with my neighbors. So the people on my block, we have um, a pretty tight-knit group of, of families. And I hosted our Christmas party this year, and we were all talking. And I just kind of threw out the idea of what if we as the women on the street decided to do a book club? Would you guys want to do that? And they all were like a resounding yes. And so this week, I actually am hosting my first one with them. I'm so excited. But it's great because I don't know these women. I don't know if we have anything in common or not, but we can get together over a shared experience of a book that we've read and that is kind of the catalyst into deeper conversation, right? Like it's it's not about the book. It's about getting together and having something that we're, that's common between us. Um, so I think anything like that that you can do that's a shared experience together will help you deepen your relationships. So yeah. just as a recap, we've talked about assessing your current status of your relationships, getting a clear vision for what you want out of your relationships, creating a habit goal to go achieve those relationships, and then making sure that you're creating shared experiences together.
2: Is this a fun time to introduce the research segment of this show where I go through and I fact check the things that you've said? That would be great. So I have good news for you today. Uh, Let's pretend there's a jingle or something. Okay, great. It happened. Uh, I have good news for you today. There was two things that you said you were going to look up, and you were right on both counts, Marissa. Oh, Jack, Jack Canfield is the person who had the rating scale of one to ten. Okay, Go, uh, rake the quality of your relationship, and then follow up with what would make it a ten. And it is true that relationships are good for your physical health and longevity. A 2020 study in the Journal of garantology found socially integrated women had a 10% longer lifespan and 41% higher odds of surviving to age 85 than those who were socially isolated.
1: Wow. Interesting. So, well, there you go. Great. I'm glad to know that I still got my my brain. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's you see, awesome. He, he
0: didn't need to fact check me because he already gave me the facts before the this, this show. So it was great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so just to wrap up, I have a couple kind of last thoughts, which is this is the week of relationships, right? Valentine's Day is coming up in a couple days, and I just want to encourage you, first of all, if you are in a relationship, make sure you have plans with that person, (laughs) so this is your reminder to go make those plans um, to deepen that conversation as you go out on that date with with your spouse, your person. Um, We have a tool called our date night questions that this is actually developed by my parents, Michael and Gail Hyatt, that they use on their date nights when they go out. And it's a series of questions that are fantastic to deepen your connection with each other. And you can get these for free. Uh, You can just go to fullfocus.co slash date night. And you can download those and use those on your Valentine's Day date. And if you're single, I want to encourage you, like me, get together with some friends. Don't spend that day alone. Um, this is a great way for you to kick off a group of friends. Um, if you are a woman, maybe, you know, schedule a Galentine's kind of a dinner and invite some of your other single girlfriends over. Um, and really, you know, you could even take some of these date night questions and use those at that dinner to deepen those relationships. So point being is we want to encourage you to really focus on those relationships. Any final thoughts from you, Ken?
0: Yeah, I think um, there are many individuals, men and women included, that really long for relationships. I remember moving to Spring Hill and and I was talking to a pastor here and I actually asked him like, hey, what do you think is one of the biggest needs here in this community? And he said, people long for community. They feel so alone. I mean, like, the, the suicide rates, depression rates, a lot of it is correlated with loneliness or, or just not having community. And so I think a lot more people want it, but it just takes the individual to go out and take the first step, the action of putting themselves out there and say, hey, do you want to hang out? Hey, do you want to go do this? Hey, do you want to be friends? Right? Like, it's something that, like, I, this is funny to me. I see little kids hanging out at the playground and they'll be like, hey, do you want to be friends? Like five-year-old kids saying that. And they're like, sure. And then they go play off. Like when's the last time as an adult you asked that question to someone? Right? It feels awkward all of a sudden, but it's like, that's what we want and what we need. is like, hey, do you want to hang out? Do you want to become friends? Like, let's go do stuff together. Let's go live life. Uh, and I guarantee you, like eight out of 10 times, and I'm just making that statistic up, but I think it's probably higher than that. Right? If you put yourself out there, to build new relationships and I, I think you will find the fruit that you're looking for. So don't sit back. Don't just wait. Don't be like, oh man, I hope it happens. Put yourself out there and I think that you will see the great fruit from it. That's my final thought and I hope you will create deep relationships this year.
1: All right. Well, thanks for joining us on Focus on This.
0: This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends and be sure to join the Full Focus Planner community on Facebook at fullfocus.co forward slash community so you can benefit from the creativity and encouragement of people chasing big goals just like you.
1: And we will be here next week with another great episode. We're actually talking about how to hack your Google Calendar for productivity.
0: Until then, stay, stay focused.
2: focused.